Joining us now on Unpacking It is Jeff Kemp. He entered the NFL as a free agent QB in 1981 and played 11 seasons with the Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, and Eagles. He was the first of only six sets of father-son NFL quarterbacks as his dad, Jack Kemp, also played. Jeff is now a speaker and a servant leader who inspires and coaches others to turn obstacles into opportunity. He helps leaders and businesses build high-performing teams and tackle the blitzes and obstacles that entrepreneurs and companies face. He is the author of the book, Facing the Blitz, and you can find out more at facingtheblitz.com. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Hey, Bryce, I'm well, and I'm, I'm pumped to be here with you. Look forward to this conversation. I've heard about your ministry, and it's going to be fun. All right. Well, we're, we're excited to, to have you, and, and we'll uh, hear a little bit about your, your story today. And, and I think your, your message can just be so uh, encouraging and challenging to all of us because we can identify with this concept of the Blitz. And so we'll get to that in a moment. But as we, we think back about your NFL career and, and you played quarterback in the, in the 80s and early 90s, what's the biggest difference between being a QB then compared to when you watch the, the quarterbacks in today's NFL? Well, the game has continued to advance and it's more complicated. Um, obviously, it was intense and complicated when Bill Walsh was coaching it and Montana was running the 49ers and uh, I was behind him for a year and then uh, he got hurt and I ended up having to play and had some crash courses in learning, but um, it's advanced beyond that. I'm talking about um, the number of schemes, the number of plays, um, the way that the offense is run at the line of scrimmage is even more creative and aggressive these days than it used to be. Um, it's not a dramatically different game per se, but everything is kind of ratcheted up quite a bit. And I think the, the work that the, um, quarterbacks put in um, is probably 10 or 20 hours more a week. There's so much more film study uh, by linebackers and quarterbacks, even in my day. And, and there were some maniacs back then. I remember linebackers who, you know, wouldn't fall asleep till they'd uh, watched five hours of, of video. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that's one aspect. Secondly, um, there's some protection for quarterbacks that we didn't have back then in terms of the refs. Mm. but probably need it based on the size and speed of players continuing to increase all the time. Um, and then the game is, is somewhat different from a team standpoint because uh, the economy and the entertainment world and the money have made every individual player their own franchise, um, kind of their own brand. And it takes an, an, an epic effort by an incredibly visionary and talented coach to bring a group of individuals with that much success in their own individual brands uh, and superstardom into a humble and cohesive team. And that's why I don't think you see teams win Super Bowls two years in a row very often. It's, hold that, it's hard to hold that humility together for uh, very long after you win a Super Bowl. No, that's a great point. Jeff Kemp, our, our guest right now on Unpacking It, he's a former NFL quarterback. And, and you talk about coaching so you played for, for multiple teams in the NFL, multiple coaches. When you think back about the, the impact that they had on your life, what are some things that, that come to mind and, and some of the, the, the coaches that, that come to mind first? Well, the greatest coach I played for was Bill Walsh, um, a Hall of Fame coach of the 49ers and that West Coast offense uh, genius. 
Oh, yeah. um, a fabulous, a fabulous um, motivator. He made athletes um, become professionals intellectually, not just physically. Um, and I, I, you know, he'd cast a vision that you become a Super Bowl winning team year after year, the most in the decade. And then he would tie that to the fundamental details of uh, the five step drop, the timing of the release, hmm. uh, how, how quickly the ball should be out of your hand. Um, and that is great leadership, a big, compelling vision respect for all the individual roles and then uh, paying attention to the detail. Um, and Mike Holmgren was my quarterback coach there and uh, he, oh. he's a Super Bowl champion coach as well. Uh, did a great job uh, coaching quarterbacks. So I remember the coaches who cast a great vision um, that was so big, you, 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 there wasn't room for your own ego and your own uh, self to get in the way, but you wanted to be a part of it. So you would sacrifice and submit and serve and, and uh, pay the price. Um, I also remember coaches who communicated really well and frequently, but without many words. Hmm. And I think that's a good, that's a good principle for parents. That's a good principle for um, companies, CEOs and managers, uh, for co other coaches and leaders, high school or little league. Um, we need to over communicate with as few words as possible. And the way you do that wow. is by having a crystal clear word picture um, of what you want, as opposed to a long lecture, or maybe you have an acronym. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Chuck Knox was our, a great coach of the Seahawks, and he used to use tons of little cliches. <laughs> and he said, hey now, uh, remember the six Ps. And all of a sudden, we, he didn't have to say anything else, but we knew that proper preparation prevents poor performance. Man, and so with 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 one phrase, the six P's, he reminded you that you better go out in the practice field and practice well, or you won't win on Sunday. Um, and and so that type of um, great coaching that frequently reminds you of the vision, the goals, and the standards, but doesn't have to waste a lot of words doing it. That's key. That's that's a great perspective. I love it. Jeff Kemp, our guest right here on Unpacking It. He's a former NFL quarterback and now uh, is a speaker and an author. FacingTheBlitz.com is his website and, and just a, a tremendous ministry. And so we, we want to jump into this because it's just a, a fascinating concept of, of facing the blitz, not only in, in sports, but in life and, and turning your obstacles into opportunity. And so I'm curious, how did you come up with, with this as your, your slogan and, and your message for not only your own life, but also for others? You know, I had a career of 11 years on Niners, Rams, Seahawks, Eagles. I was traded twice. Um, I was cut twice. I got to start for a Super Bowl champion team, although we didn't win it the year I was on the team. Um, had a lot of ups, a lot of downs. But the thing that people identify with when you get into a conversation, um, or, you know, over a meal or at a speech um, or at a men's retreat, they don't identify with Super Bowl rings and Monday night victories. They identify with getting cut. Hmm. They identify with getting benched. They, they identify with the indignity of losing your starting role or not making the team. Um, they identify with hearing a story about what, what it's like to have a 300 pounder coming in your face and then a couple 250 pound linebackers joining them and a 200 pound safety surprising you off the weak side and attacking you at full speed. Um, that's a blitz. The defense is throwing more people at you than normal. 
And it's a combination of both danger and opportunity. Hmm. Now, frankly, the problems in life, the losses in life, the wounds in life, the big stupid mistakes we make in life that have a lot of nasty consequences for us sometimes, those are things that most people just don't want to think about, talk about. They hope they don't happen, but you can't avoid them. Mm. And you know, I'm a Jesus follower. My life has been changed uh, at the end of college when I figured out that God's not just someone to say you believe in and um, think, you know, that'd be nice if I get to go to heaven someday. But uh, God invented life. God invented me. Um, God fixed this screwed up world and my stupid selfishness and pride that messes things up. And Jesus is the solution who paid that price. And he's real. Amen. And well, so Jesus has, has, has changed me. And if you think about Jesus, one of the things he told his, his followers was, hey, in this world, you're going to get blitzed. Hmm. But don't panic. I overcame the blitz. Meaning in this world, you're going to have trouble. It's not going to be easy. You'll be attacked. But I've overcome this world. You can handle anything that comes your way. Even if you get killed, you will have life forever in the kingdom. Mm. And of course, Jesus under, underwent the worst blitz in, in history. Everyone thought he was going to be the conquering superstar, miracle-working king. And it turned out he knew his purpose was to be rejected and scorned and mocked and ridiculed and then crucified and buried and forgotten and looked at as a, as a failure. But three days later, he turned that blitz into the resurrection and our success so that anyone who accepts Jesus's price for our rebellion and sin has eternal life. Um, so Jesus took a blitz for us. We're going to face blitzes in this world. And I think I just found out that it's best to come to people on the terms of the hard stuff in life and not share um, just superstar success stories, which I don't have a million of them. Obviously <laughs> playing the NFL is good, but um, so that, that that's yeah. why um, facing the blitz, turning trials into triumphs, um, and our obstacles can become opportunities. Um, problems can become positives. Uh, the worst thing that happened to you can become kind of your bridge to serve and help other people who go through that in the future. Amen. Jeff Kemp, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and Jeff, you, you've shared about the, the, the concept of facing the blitz. And, and I know a, a part of that is the value you place on relationships and, and how that allows us to even be able to handle the, the blitzes in our lives. How did you, I guess, learn that, understand that, and why is that so important to share with others? Uh, you ask big questions, Bryce. I'll, I'll see if I can uh, <laughs> pack, pack it all in as we're unpacking it. That's right. Um, okay, let's, let's quickly recap what happens in a blitz. Um, a great quarterback, um, you know, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, they're chomping at the bit. They want the defense to blitz them because it's not only danger in that crisis, it's also opportunity. they got man-to-man coverage. There's no free safety in the middle of the field. It's the best chance of the game to throw a bomb and hit a touchdown if you can get the ball off before they hit you. And you may end up on your back. Um, and have a, a you know a bruised jaw, but those six points from that touchdown pass are worth it. Okay, now the way teams beat the blitz is the quarterback and the receivers and the running backs who dive in front of linebackers and blitzing safeties are all on the same page relationally. Wow! And they've practiced many many times during the week prior to this, and they're ready to adapt to a situation that's a little bit different than they've ever seen before but they've been preparing for the unexpected and they have practiced some um, sight adjusts 
and some things that they do on the fly. And that's when the receiver changes his route. The quarterback changes his footwork. He gets rid of the ball more quickly. The running back doesn't run far out to the wide right. He dives in front of the linebacker and sacrifices himself to give the quarterback a half second longer. And all those relationships sacrificing together lead to a touchdown pass that turns the blitz into the greatest moment of the game. Now in life, you can't get through the crap that happens alone. Mm. You, you cannot recover from a huge moral failure um, alone, whether it's someone who offends and damages and abuses and hurts you or some big mistake or infidelity or crime or offense you commit to someone else. You can't get through those things. And we could also throw in um, recessions, bankruptcies, you know, losing your job, um, illnesses, cancer, um, a friend or a family member dying. You can't get through any of these blitzes alone. Hmm. First of all, God is with us, but we're not with him very often. So number one, a blitz is a time to turn to him. Mm. Cry out to him. Tell him the truth. Beg for his help. He's there and he wants to be there. Um, secondly, you need a mentor or a coach, someone who's been down the road before, especially someone who's been in that same blitz before. They're the ones who are most empathetic and most experienced. But, you know, a lot of people are too proud or too insecure to ask for help. Mm. And then thirdly, um, if you're married, your most important teammate is your spouse you got to pull toward them. Even if your problem is pornography, you got to pull toward them and be honest. If you have close guy friends as a guy, you got to go through your blitz with them. I have two closest friends. Anything that I mess up on or that I'm praying about or I need help with, I tell it to them every Monday and they tell it to me. Mm. So relationships are central to facing blitzes. It's great. Jeff Kemp with us right here on Unpacking It. And his book is called Facing the Blitz, and, and he speaks around the country uh, about this topic. And, and so uh, ju- just continue with, with this, this, this concept of, of the value of relationships. And, and I think, too, you, you mentioned our relationship with, with God and, and our reliance on him during these times. When you think back to your own life, how did you see God work? Maybe just pick a, 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 maybe the most recent blitz where you really just saw him work in your life practically that, that can be an encouragement to somebody listening today. Oh, good. Good question. Um, I ran a nonprofit for 18 years after I retired from football. It was called Stronger Families. And I put my heart and soul and passion into it. And so many great donors and board members and volunteers helped us and staff to help us build the mission. And, um, I was trying to expand it and grow it and do even more. It was located in the Northwest and it worked to strengthen marriage and fatherhood and families. And uh, in 2008 and nine, the economy got really rough. And so donations to nonprofits um, were reduced. Uh, We were trying to expand and spending more money at the time that the economy was shrinking. And we ended up in debt at the uh, beginning of 2010. And that's a blitz in a nonprofit because there's no fundraising in January, February, or March. It all happens in December. Um, so it was either close it down or come up with some creative approach. And in this blitz, the creative approach was, and I'd been through blitzes before, so I knew not to hide from it or shirk it or go around it, but to go straight into it and pray and ask God, tell the board how tough a shape we were in. Uh, They told me that we'd better be careful and not uh, continue incurring debt. And so 
the answer to that situation was that I resigned the organization that I founded. Wow. And uh, my CEO, who I just uh, hired a, a military general to help us expand into the military to help their marriages, he resigned along with me. I guess I would have fired him if he hadn't heard what I was doing and resigned with me, but <laughs> we both resigned. Um, and uh, it's amazing. God helped me raise some funds to recapitalize. Um, that gentleman helped downsize the organization um, over a couple of weeks, and we gave the organization to a young man who had a vision for military ministry, and he let go of all the other things we were doing and said, let's focus on one thing, and he built the organization. It's now four times as big, much more healthy, helping tons of military families, and I was set free. Hmm. So the blitz was tough, and I, and, and I hated the moment where I had to let people go and stuff. Um, and I didn't know what my future was, but when, as soon as I resigned, I started speaking all over the country nationally, instead of running an organization in the Northwest. Wow. So that, that was a case where a blitz turned around and it didn't turn around immediately, you know, not a matter of days or hours or weeks, but over months. And now looking back on it, um, that was one of the, the greatest, um, launching pads for God's next steps for me, um, to go through that blitz. Let me give your people three quick strategies for blitzes. Number one, you need a long-term view of life. When you, when things get tough, don't just look at that circumstance, that moment, um, look at the long-term and always build your team. Never be a solo artist. Hmm. You know, if you're always building your network of friends and supporters and you're being a good teammate. Number two, you need to be willing to change. Quarterbacks change their steps, receivers change their routes. Uh, they adapt and they audibleize, they sight adjust. Well, we need to be willing to change, which means start becoming humble, learn how to apologize, learn how to forgive. Um, if you don't know God very well, get to know God. If you're proud and egotistical, cut it out and get humble because humble is the pathway to good things and pride is the path to crappy stuff, <laughs> bad stuff, dangerous stuff. Um, so be willing to change. Okay. Try something new and be new. Um, and God will help you do that. And number three, don't focus on yourself, focus on others. Mm. So start investing in other people by encouraging them and lifting their sights, um, becoming a relationship investor instead of a relationship consumer. Mm. And we're trained to be consumers, Bryce. Consumers are always trying to get what they can, but they, they end up spending the asset value and there's hardly anything left at the end of the day. Investors think about the long term and they bring value, add value. Uh, they do what's costly to themselves to make things better for the cause. And that's what a good husband does. That's what a good dad does. That's what a good friend does. He invests. He doesn't consume from that girl that he's dating. He doesn't consume sexually from his wife. He loves his wife so well that their sexual relationship um, is icing on the cake, um, something that he's serving her with, not something he's taking. Uh, and the same would apply um, in relationships with our kids. We don't consume from our kids by saying, oh, I hope you make the team and I'm the starter and get a scholarship in college so I can brag to my friends and, and get a break on the tuition at college. That's mm -hmm. a consumptive parent. Uh, an investor parent loves his kid for who he is, affirms their identity, which is their character, not their grades or their athletics. Uh, or their looks, um, you know, you affirm their inside character and you serve them to make them a strong, independent su success. That's an investor parent. Love it. That's fantastic. Jeff Kemp, former NFL quarterback, now facing the blitz. It's a book. He speaks on the topic 
And, and you can check out all of his content on facingtheblitz.com. Watch videos so that he can continue to encourage you. And, Jeff, we're excited to have you as our speaker at our Unpacking It golf tournament coming up on October 22nd in Charlotte. And so can't wait to uh, meet you there and, and to have other people have the opportunity to, uh, to meet you as well. So thanks for being with us on the, the radio show today. And, and we'll talk to you soon and, and keep up the great work with, with everything that you're doing to serve the Lord. Hey, Bryce, thanks. I can't wait to be with you and uh, a whole bunch of great people on October 22nd. And I uh, appreciate what you're doing and I look forward to seeing some people live and also over at facingtheblitz.com.